Hey mama, do you find yourself wishing you knew you were on the right path with your business or wanting to know how to do it all as a work at home mom and entrepreneur? If you struggle with imposter syndrome, mom guilt, or fear of failure, then you're in the right place. Hi, I'm Alexia, a Christian mindset coach, passionate about teaching moms how to renew their minds to find success both in business and motherhood. You can overcome the negative thoughts holding you back from fully stepping into your calling. I know what it's like to worry your business will never work, to feel mom guilt every time you work on your business, to realize your mindset is hindering you, but not knowing how to change it in a Christ-centered way. I created the Mom with a Calling podcast to teach you how to use the powerful combination of God's Word and proven mindset strategies to help you break free from negative, paralyzing thoughts and gain clarity and confidence to go where God is leading you. As you step out of the old way of thinking and into God's way, you'll find more peace, joy, and purpose. Pop in those earbuds and get ready to let God work in you so he can work through you. Hi there, and welcome back to another episode of the podcast. I'm Alexia. Thank you for joining me again today. If you haven't had a chance to grab your copy, then I want to encourage you to get the new free resource that I just recently created for you all. It's called the Biblical Mindset Starter Guide for Entrepreneurs. This guide is going to help you stop letting emotions keep you from your calling because with this starter guide, you're going to learn how mindset is actually affecting your business. If you don't know how mindset's affecting your business, which I hope you can see that through this podcast, but if you're new here or even if you're still just not sure, this guide is going to show you how it can be affecting your business success and the five areas where mindset blocks are showing up and keeping you stuck. And then it also talks about how to start rewiring your thoughts to reflect biblical truth instead so that you will be able to, you know, be on the path to being able to confidently step into your calling with the biblical mindset. So if you're ready to stop letting worry keep you from doing what God is calling you to do, then I want you to head on over to momwiththecalling.com slash mindset guide, all one word, um, to get your free biblical mindset starter guide today. All right, so today I want to talk to you about how to keep going in your business, even when it doesn't feel like it's ever going to work. <laughs> Maybe you have thoughts of doubt, doubting if, you know, did you even hear God right? Is this really what he called you to do? Because a lot of times this, these kind of questions come up when the circumstances around us aren't matching with the dream in our heart. You know, maybe you wanted to quit your job, but you're still in your job. You have you don't have a way to get out yet. Or maybe it's that you wanted to have, you, you thought he was calling you to have this business, yet it's not going anywhere. You don't have a business idea or maybe you've tried, but it's not really working. And so you start to wonder like what, you know, what is happening? If God called me to it, why isn't it working? But I wanted to share today about this story in the Bible that I was reading um, because I think it has a lot of application for this particular feeling in this particular season, when you're in kind of the, the messy middle, if you will, of committing to what God has called you to do, but the time when it's like, it's not working yet. So I was inspired to talk about this as I was reading about David's story in first and second Samuel. So I want to give an overview of kind of the story and then I'll talk about how it applies to you and your business and the season that you're in. So David is anointed as king by Samuel and the thoughts are he was probably like 15 or so when he was anointed by um, Samuel. But there is this long journey between that moment and him actually becoming king 
of Israel. So it's it's kind of, I just like, think that's really interesting anyway. Like knowing that you're anointed, but you're not actually king yet. <laughs> like you just know this is something that's going to happen one day. You don't know when. And so I looked it up and found that people generally agree that it was about 15 years between the time of the anointing and the time of him actually becoming king. And he defeats in that time, he defeats Goliath. He becomes this warrior. He gets married a couple times. Um, he plays music for King Saul. And then Saul's jealousy turns into this murderous rage. And David actually ends up on the run for his life for years. And it was at, it was at least two years, but no one really knows how long it was, but I don't know about you, but even like a day on the run for my life is too long. (laughs) So two years at minimum is too long. Right. And then like, I just imagine that David, and I think, you know, in the Psalms, you see some of this kind of lamenting or like, like, God, what is happening? But I'm trusting you, but I don't understand what's happening. Um, But I just wonder, you know, I can imagine having the thoughts of, I thought I was anointed as king. (laughs) Like what is happening? Um, So in that time on the run, David had multiple opportunities to actually kill Saul. And each time his men would say, the Lord has handed him over to you. And it would make a lot of sense. Like I've been anointed. Yeah. And here's the king that's kind of in that position. Uh, He's supposed to be in that position. I'm supposed to be in that position. So I'm going to like make it happen. But David never does. And he wouldn't do it because he says, I'm not going to lay my hand on the anointed. Like God's anointed. That's why David has such respect and reverence for him because David feared God and valued obedience and honor to God above anything else, above his own position, above whatever. And this just stood out to me because I noticed that David didn't try to make it happen. He simply took the next step in front of him. He always kept God at the forefront and always filtered decisions through the law and God's word, despite um, having the opportunity to kill Saul and have a chance to fulfill the anointing. David knows that he must fear the Lord above all else. So this is not the time like he could have been. And I feel like that was a testing period for him. So he didn't do it right. So he was going through in this wilderness season. David is going through testing. He is being unfairly treated by Saul and being chased all over the place by him. He is building character and he is, I feel like more importantly, learning how to truly walk in faith and trust God because he has to learn to trust that God is going to make a way that and he's going to trust in God's time, even if David does not understand what's happening. And there's multiple times during that season where you see that David's like, God, should I go do this? Is this going to happen? What else? What should I do next? And he's learning step by step how to trust in God in that way. And then in the end, even after the battle where Saul is eventually killed, David still only, he becomes king of Judah. And at that point, there's this shift in the story where David actually starts to fight to get the throne, which is really odd because up to that point, he has been not fighting for it. And this is very striking to me. And actually, um, this is for another podcast episode because I think there's a whole different point to that. But it just got me wondering, like, why is that? And I think the contrast in that is that before he's waiting on God's timing, he's in that wilderness season and he is truly just waiting on God. He's not. So he's not going to take the thing that that God has anointed him for, but he's going to know when it's clearly God's timing, when God has like when God has removed Saul from that throne. 
Now David knows, okay, I've been anointed. That means that God has said that I'm to be the one on the throne. And now that same devotion to God, that same respecting of God's decision of who is the anointed, all that, that still is at the forefront. It's just that it's himself. So it's not like this pride thing of like, I want to be king, right? So now he cares a lot about that, but it's just um, about fulfilling God's desires. So for this episode, I want to talk about that wilderness season, about what you do, how you process it, how you can see it. And my hope is that, you know, with your business or whatever God's calling you to, most of you are doing business of some capacity, is that no matter where you are right now, if it's not where you want to be, it doesn't mean, and if you, if you get nothing else from this episode, this is it. It doesn't mean that you heard God wrong. And it doesn't mean that God is not sending you where he said he was, where the business he he's given you on your heart or to be home with your kids or whatever it is. It could be even bigger than that. It could be have a business and then, you know, start a ministry or whatever, start a nonprofit. Like, I don't know. But whatever it is, it's it's believing that it's going to happen, but that right now, the season you're in is for a different purpose, and it's part of the journey to get you there. Those moments between when you have the vision of where you're going and when you actually get there, that is the wilderness season. So in our lives, how often do we have this vision of where God is sending us, a career, a business, etc., a dream, a desire on our heart? but it doesn't happen right away, right? There's this wilderness period that we must go through. And, you know, sure, there are times when I guess it can just happen immediately, but there are so many examples of quote unquote wilderness seasons in the Bible or literal wilderness seasons. But there's usually a waiting period between when they're called and when they actually fulfill something. So this is a wilderness period where we must go through it before we're fully ready to step into that final position. And I say final, I don't mean it's like the end all. I just mean that for this, like that first leg of the journey, because depending on how young you are or what God has planned for your life, he could call you to one thing and then you get there and then a a new thing is going to come up. So it's not the final, final. I just want to say that. So David was in this wilderness and Paul also was sent back to Tarsus before he was sent out. He was like, it was like 14 years between the road to Damascus and God telling him he's going to be, you know, this, this disciple or the apostle to the Gentiles. And when he actually goes and does that. And, you know, God always intended to send Paul, but it wasn't until he was ready. So even though you know that God is calling you to something, to this business, to be home with your kids, etc., Even though you know that's what he said, it can feel in the midst of it when things aren't going right, when your finances are tight, when your business isn't getting traction, when you can't figure out how to quit your job, whatever it is, that it might feel like you're, you're like, did I hear God wrong? Um, You know, et cetera. So I just, I just wanted, I felt encouraged to tell you guys when I looked at this story of how important it is to never let go of what God has told you that your circumstances don't mean that it's not what God really said. So I've heard clients say this and even friends say this, where they start to doubt if God really has called them or if God is telling them to lay it down because their business isn't making money the way they want or because it's not getting traction or whatever it is. And yes, I know God called you to business, so the business needs to make money. 
But there also is this training that has to happen before you're ready to really have that business, you know, fully come to fruition, if we're being honest, right? So we don't talk about this a lot in the online space, but a lot of us did not come from business backgrounds. We were teachers or scientists or doctors, lawyers, like whatever it was, but it was not a business background. And in all reality, if you want to have an online business, there's a whole bunch of things about business that we really don't under, you don't really understand when you first kind of step into it and you need to learn those things. So, I mean, of course you can learn a lot of that along the way, right? Like learning it from courses, learning how to start an online business. You learn about sales and marketing and all of those things, but there are still practical things that you just can't learn until you are doing them about running a business, about managing your time, managing your cash flow, if you have to hire people, how to show up for your business and all of those things that you really have to kind of slowly step into. And this season and what that rec- what what that looks like is totally like unique to each one of us. It depends on where God's leading you, what he's calling you to do, and the mindset blocks essentially that are in the way of you becoming that person. But you still have to work on these things. Because if you stepped out of your job and into a six-figure business all of a sudden, like you're probably wanting, then would you really even know what to do with a business like that? Right? Like it's not going to happen quickly. And we we forget about that a lot. We're thinking a lot of times about just the money, right? Like I want to make the amount of money I want to make. But with a business that makes that kind of money comes a business that makes that kind of money, right? It's not just a way to make money. It's there are things in business. I don't want to discourage you, um, but I it's just the reality of God is preparing you to fully be able to steward that business well. And so I'm not saying that it can't be done quickly. I'm not saying that it's impossible to just step into it. But what I am saying is that we all have a gap between where we are and where we need to be in order to fully step into what God has for us, because he is a good God. He's not going to just toss you in without any preparation. And what comes to mind here is, is Moses, because we think a lot of times like, oh, well, Moses was just kind of yanked out and thrown in and said, okay, you're going to be going to Pharaoh and leading my people. But in reality, Moses had been trained up in Pharaoh's Pharaoh's palace in the first place. And then he was a shepherd, right? So that shepherding time is a tra- is training in humility. It's training in service. It's training in leading others. Um, and also, look, and he's also in that very same wilderness that he would eventually take God's people through. Um, but also his father-in-law was Jethro. And Jethro was the high priest of Midian. And so he got to see him lead others, delegate tasks, etc. So we think about, you know, David... And his story during this time, what David is learning how to do is that he is learning how to fully trust God. And David's character is also being tested. So there are multiple stories during this time where he has the opportunity to kill Saul or not, right? And he ends up, um, so that's a test. But he also has another time where he ends up getting all this loot from these raiders. And um, what's he going to do with it? How's he going to treat people? And he gives back to people. He treats people fairly, all these things. And it just shows his character. And there are times, of course, where David's going to mess up. He's definitely human. But um, so you're not going to be perfect in this season. But the season, the wilderness season, there's something about it that's preparing, preparing you. Because in that time, like David, for instance, he was learning how to fully trust God. And that's going to come into play when he is going to be on the throne, right? 
like, obviously, you know, you're not going to be on a throne, but David's going to be sitting on a throne over God's people. So whoever is going to be in that position of king needs to know how to listen to and obey what God is telling them to do and prioritize God over all else because they are acting as his hands and feet, if you will. So God cares a lot about who is in that position. So David had to be tested not only for him to, to know, like he needs to know about himself. He needs to know about his own character to have it revealed to him through the testing. Right. And it's not like a pass fail, like, oh man, you failed this test. The testing is God revealing our hearts. And as we're experiencing our weaknesses or our strengths, and we get to experience that with God. And those times are about developing that relationship or recognizing like, hey, I'm weak in this area. And so knowing that means I can lean into God more for this. So, you know, it's God's, I also think about like metal, like testing metal and how um, you might like bend it or stretch it to see its, see its capabilities. And so that also though can um, strengthen the metal too. All those things happen when we are going through that testing season. And it could be something like, you know, man, I failed, you know, I am really prideful and I don't even know that about myself. But because of that, now I know I need to watch that, right? Like if I don't recognize that I'm prideful until I'm in some business, and I don't mean pride, you know, just I have issues with pride, then maybe when I get to that business where I'm making all this money and I'm in charge of all these people, then if I haven't dealt with the pride issue, then when you get to that position, um, that's going to be a problem, right? Because now you really are being like tempted and tested in that or tempted in that area. Maybe you have money mindset blocks that are, you know, money is a, a big driver for you. Well, then when maybe God is taking you through a season where he wants to clear up those money mindset issues, making sure that your relationship with money is, is the way he intends it. So that when you're in a position where you're making hundreds of thousands of dollars with your business, you're not driven by money. You're not stepping into, into greed even more. So it's God can deal with you and the greed if it's there, you know, um, when you're making less money and before you're in a position where you're making a whole lot of money, it's even harder. So no matter what is happening right now in your business or not happening in your business, I want to encourage you to trust, to trust God. To trust his process and his timing. It doesn't mean that you do nothing in this time, though. It's about doing what you've been given in this season. So I want you to ask yourself, what is in front of you? What is the next step that you can do? Because even if you can't quite get to the ultimate goal, that finish line that God gave you of where you're headed, you can still do something that's the next right thing that God is leading you to do. So if you look at David's story during all of this time, he does a lot of things that kind of seems like he's roaming around or like, what is he doing? But he is, you know, he's just whatever God puts before him. But again, he is learning how to listen to God and obey God and do the next thing while trusting in him. So he's not just sitting around waiting and sulking, though there are some, you know, Psalms that would indicate he's definitely like calling out to God, like what is happening right now? But it's also a time during this time to turn your heart to God. So I know that during this season, you may find that it's really challenging. So this is a great journaling exercise. I want you to ask yourself, what are the things that God could be teaching you right now? What are the things that you know that he's teaching you? 
that you're learning as it comes to your business, when it comes to your faith, when it comes to your family relationships, your time with your relationship with God, your relationship with your family, any of those things, what is he teaching you right now? And there is something there, right? So if you feel like you can't come up with anything, maybe we need to book a coaching call because there is something that God is teaching you. And I was, I was kind of laughing, but I'm serious. Like, because knowing what it is, when you can recognize that God is doing something during this season, he is encouraging you. Uh, or I mean, he is like testing you or putting you through something, showing you these things. That is so encouraging for you to keep going because you know that it's not wasted time. It's not that you're on the wrong path because sometimes we want to, you know, run to the other end or we feel like we're failing if we're not there yet. But God doesn't want us to just be there yet. Like, yeah, he gave you the the vision to do this big thing, but he also knew that you can't teleport. You have a plan. I mean, God has a plan. Sorry. God has a plan for you and a path and a journey for you to go on to get there. And it's okay if you are trusting in his time and his process. And in fact, that's what he wants you to do, right? He doesn't want you to try to run ahead. So you can be simultaneously focused on the big vision and also trusting God with where you are at the same time. So like I said, if you need help with that and figuring out what God might be teaching you, that would be perfect for a a coaching session. So in the end, I want you to think about this as your wilderness season. If that's where you are right now, and just remind yourself of what you've been called to do. What is the big vision that God has put on your heart? And think of that as, you know, like the ultimate finish line and that you're not going to rush to it, but you're not going to try to, and you're not going to try to force it to make it happen, but you're still going to be a good steward. You're going to try your best at starting, running and growing your business. You're going to do what's right in front of you and you're going to heed God's instruction and you're going to trust in his timing. But on your end, what you're going to do is you're going to be a good steward. You're going to work hard. You're going to try your best. You're going to honor God with your effort. But all at the same time, that doesn't mean you're striving, right? You're, you're not trying to make it happen. It means that you're just working really hard. You're taking it seriously. And that all the while you're actively praying, seeking his instruction in your business. You're doing the things he's telling you to do while, and knowing that he's preparing you um, to get to that final place one step at a time. So I hope this encourages you today. Remember, if you are stuck and feeling really discouraged about how things are going or not in your business, I have both single one-on-one coaching sessions and eight-week packages to help you work through any mindset blocks that are keeping you from fully stepping into what God has for you and what he's calling you to do. And the eight-week package, just so you guys know, also comes with the program walking you through all the mindset areas and diving deep dives into all of those. So to learn about more about those coaching options, just go to momwithacalling.com slash coaching. Also, don't forget to grab that free biblical mindset starter guide. The link is in the description and that's it for today. Keep pursuing your calling. Thanks for listening to the Mama with a Calling podcast. As always, you'll find the show notes for today's episode at mamawithacalling.com slash podcast. Really quick before you head out, are you loving these episodes? 
To make sure this podcast gets in the ears of as many mamas as possible, please head on over to Apple Podcasts and leave a review. And while you're there, make sure you subscribe so you don't miss out on any future episodes. I'm going to be reading your reviews on the podcast, so I can't wait to hear from you. Also, if you know someone that needs to hear these episodes, grab a screenshot and share it on Instagram and don't forget to tag me at Mama with a Calling so I can share it in my stories. Until next time, keep pursuing your calling.